Andy Griffin Show, the number one talk show in St. George, starring Andy Griffin. Hi, everybody. A little smoky out there, but uh, with the wind blowing, I am confident this smoke will blow up. I hope so. Anyway, the, the problem is uh, everybody's, uh, everybody's kind of asking me over the weekend, where's what's all this uh, smoke coming from? And well, there were California California fires in Sacramento area, also in L.A. area. But the big one right now is actually just around the corner from us. It's uh, San Bernardino. And it got a multi-thousand multi acre fire going on. And that's pretty close to us. And you get a little bit of wind blowing from the west, southwest, and uh, boom, you got yourself a fire situation. So uh, that's what we've got right now. Smoke, we get to breathe their air. Uh, with a storm coming through, you know, if it blows in from the northwest, we'll get less smoke. But right now it seems to be coming from the southwest, which means more smoke in our faces. And uh, if you have some breathing issues, if you're, say, you're, you're an asthmatic or you have some other lung issues, uh, you know what? The, staying indoor really does help because they got those filters that uh, filter out some of the partic- particulates. Uh, so, yeah, you're just going to want to maybe stay inside. Be careful. We don't want anybody... Struggling with uh, some breathing issues. It is Tuesday morning, 10 minutes after 9 a.m. I am Andy Griffin. Thanks for tuning in. A couple of items of business for you. First of all, our staycation giveaway. Last week, uh, we didn't. I didn't get a chance to do it on the air, but we, we did during our winter. I just actually, I, I blew it. I, for, I forgot to talk about it. But Carly Saxton is our staycation winner from last week. Carly wins uh, a night stay at the True by Hilton in Lehigh. She also wins a dinner for two somewhere there. And they, they don't tell us what restaurant it is, but dinner for two in a nice restaurant. Uh, it was a chicken place last, last time. Uh, anyway, di- dinner for two and a night stay at True by Hilton in Lehigh. And uh, we'll be doing, we're taking this week off. And then next week, we'll continue our staycation giveaways here on KDXU. Uh, True by Hilton in St. George and Lehigh are both getting involved with this. We also have a Zion Canyon Bed and Breakfast uh, we'll be giving away a night stay plus some free breakfast there out at Zion, uh, out in Springdale. So, uh, yeah, lots of cool stuff on the staycation front. Keep listening for details. And, of course, go to 890kdxu.com to enter. Uh, and then the Barbecue Pit Stop is a new sponsor of ours here on the Andy Griffin Show. Barbecue Pit Stop is at one of those AG-approved clients. And uh, they have uh, some pretty Pretty cool stuff at Barbecue Pit Stop. It's it's something we've needed in this area for a long time. If you're into barbecuing or smoking, it's pretty awesome. Uh, it's a place you can get the best products in barbecue and talk to a barbecue expert. And that's Troy and Zach, actually, both of them. And they'll help take, help take your barbecue game to the next level. Whatever you're barbecuing, just go talk to Zach or Troy and ask for just suggestions or tips on how to barbecue anything, and you'll leave with a game plan that will make you a barbecue legend. And they're going to start doing classes. It looks like Thursday nights are going to be their classes. And uh, basically, it's a class to help you become a better uh, smoker or barbecuer. And it's uh, they had uh, they called it a practice class, but it's uh, the way it was taught. I mean, Troy was, Troy's a pro, and he just he sat and talked about we we uh, our, our dishes were uh, let's see pulled pork and smoked queso and uh, smoked peach cobbler. That's what that's what they taught us how to make. And in fact, we went away from the class. I went there with my wife and my dad. And my wife was like, "Maybe I should start smoking now instead of you, dear." And I I didn't like the end result of that one. But uh, I'll keep smoking meat, and hopefully, we'll get our differences resolved. It's uh, 13 minutes after nine o'clock. Uh, a couple of things I wanted to talk about, and then we'll uh, take uh, open up the phone lines and talk to some of you out there. 
by the way, at eight or at nine thirty, excuse me, in about uh, fifteen twenty minutes, uh, Amanda Balfe will join us on the air. Amanda went up to the Trash the Mask rally in Salt Lake this past weekend, and uh, pretty good turnout for that. We'll uh, get her thoughts on that and some of the other things going on uh, on the mask front. Uh, when we get Amanda on again in about 15 or 20 minutes from now, I, I've known Amanda. We, she was the features editor when I was a sports editor of the Spectrum back in like 1995. So I've known Amanda for a long, long time. Look forward to having her on the air. Uh, a couple of uh, interesting videos on Facebook over the weekend. First one was uh, Novak Djokovic. Ever heard of that name? He is the number one tennis player in the entire world. He's the best, best tennis player on the planet right now. And uh, he was playing in the U.S. Open, and um, I, I, it's a really interesting situation. He uh, lost a point, and after losing the point, kind of in anger or whatever, he uh, kind of flipped the ball behind, hit it with his racket, uh, no look, just kind of hit it away. I, I don't, it didn't seem like it was that hard to me, but I, I saw it on Slow motion video. I'm not sure how hard it was. It ended up hitting one of the lines, ju- line judges, a lady, in the, in the neck, in the throat area. And as soon as he did it, he kind of saw it out of the corner of his eye hit her. And as soon as he did it, he held his hand down and apologized and everything. But uh, obviously the damage had been done. So they stopped play, uh, attended to the lady. The officials got together, and they decided that Djokovic needed to be suspended immediately from the tournament the million-dollar tournament in which he was a favorite to win, uh, and uh, he would not gain any points in his rankings. And I don't know if you know the way tennis ranks players. Basically, you get a certain number of points depending on how you finish in each tournament. And so for the number one player in the world to get zero points for a tournament is a big deal. He may lose his number one ranking because of this. He was also fined $10,000, which is chump change to a guy like him who makes millions to play tennis. But uh, the, nevertheless, the fine was there. And so I guess the question I would pose is uh, what would be your reaction uh, if someone did this? Now, I used to play racquetball with a guy and a very, very competitive guy. I mean, he hated to lose. He'd get so angry if he lost. And one of the things that he would do is uh, after he lost a point, he would, he would hit the ball really hard, just slam the ball into the wall or whatever. And once or twice he hit me, and that really made me mad. I don't know if I was Novak Djokovic mad, uh, you know, or, or what, but it really made me mad when the point was, you know, in racquetball, you take into your own hand. I mean, you, you go in knowing there's a pretty good chance that you're going to get hit at least once during a game. I mean, it's a small court, you know, you're, you're trying to stay out of the way, but it happens. And if it happens during live play, it, you know, it hurts, yeah, but you just kind of like, eh, it hurt. I'll, I'll get over it. Well, uh, when it happens out of anger when the player lost the point. That's when, that's when I have a problem with it. And so I was, I was thinking as they were uh, suspending Djokovic from this tournament and uh, costing him potentially millions of dollars with the rankings, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I was thinking, it, does, the, does the punishment fit the crime in this case? And it made me think about, you know, this guy we used to play racquetball with and how he hit me once or twice in anger, not on purpose, but he would just slam the ball and it would, it would, it would hit me. And I actually said something to him once. I said, hey, you know what? That's not cool, man. I don't care how mad you get. You can't slam the ball and hit someone else. And, of course, he was apologetic and everything. But uh, I'm just curious if you think the punishment fits the crime. Number one tennis player in the world potentially could cost him millions if he loses his 
number one ranking. He obviously, uh, you know, was the favorite to win the multi-million dollar U.S. Open, and well, he had that all taken away because of a momentary indiscretion. How do you feel about that? That six seven three five eight nine zero is the phone number if you want to call in. There's a couple of other things I want to talk about, but let's uh, let's go to the phone lines first. Caller, you're on with Andy this morning. What's up? Good morning, Andy. Don Santa Clara. Hey, Don. Uh, the, the thing is on on that Djokovic thing. It's like if you don't draw the line somewhere, how do you get people to control their emotions when you're supposed to be playing a gentleman's sport? Mm. So I, I mean, there has to be a line on that side. But the, the main reason I called in was you have a PSA about a mask that absolutely infuriated me. Is that a paid ad or is that a PSA? That is. You know, suck it up. That that is a PSA we are required to play from our corporate office. And okay, how I, do I do a response PSA to said uh, something telling me how to live my life or what to do and to quote suck it up? That infuriated me. Well, let me. I mean, I, I can't even tell you how much that's making my skin crawl. I, I I don't blame you, and I agree with you. I, I will tell you this: we got. So our corporate office is in Denver, Colorado. I don't know if you knew that. We're Cherry Creek Media is based out of Denver, Colorado, and they are a lot more uptight about COVID-19 than we are. And it's interesting. They had a contest, uh, I would say maybe two months ago. They had a contest. Who could write the coolest uh, wear your mask PSA? Now, I declined, to, up- yeah, I, I declined to participate because, first of all, well, you know how I feel about masks. I think the whole thing is oh, overblown. I feel, I, I feel the same way. That's, that's why I was, I was scratching my head like, Wait, wait, wait. I support this station, not only financially, but, you know, with my time and everything else. And, and I, it really means a lot to me that, you know, uh, we actually have our views spoken here. Yeah. And when I see something like that, it really irritates me. Yeah, I, you know, and I agree with you. All I can say, honestly, is the boss, the corporate boss who could fire me on a whim, says you will play yeah, this I commercial. <laughs> and yeah, I don't have any other choice. That, that there's other people that support the station not only with their time, but financially, to disapprove of said message. I mean, it's it's not like I, I'm not one for boycotting, but there's certain things I support and there's certain things I don't. I will say this. The, the general manager here in this market, James English, is very responsive to feedback. If you were to write James an email, I promise you he would answer you, and there would be some action taken. So, so James English at CherryCreek.com? Yeah, it's jenglish at CherryCreekMedia.com. Andy, I sure appreciate you, man. You I bet. really do. Thank you for the call today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, that's funny that, that he brings that up because, honestly, uh, there, there are actually two of them. He mentioned the one, uh, but there are actually two of them floating around through our little log system here uh, that are wear your mask uh, uh, PSAs, and they are required by corporate for us to play them. And I don't, I don't really support them. I play them because I like having a job. I like doing this show, and if I don't play them, I, that could all go away. Uh, but but uh, I don't agree with them. I, I don't. I honestly, I, I don't wear a mask unless it's required of me to go into a private business and, and wear one, and that's that's the honest truth. So uh, anyway, twenty minutes after nine a.m. six seven three five eight ninety. If you want to call into the show, the other thing I was uh, was kind of on my mind was uh, this letter written to the governor, and this actually I guess you would call it a related topic. And uh, let me get to the right page here. I actually have. Uh, Two others. Oh, shoot, I got to the wrong one. All right. Computer's slow today. Here's a letter. This was written by Gil Almquist, signed also by Victor Iverson and Dean Cox. Those are your Washington County commissioners. And, uh, and I like it. It says, uh, 
Dear Governor Herbert, Lieutenant Governor Cox, and General Burton, that's the Attorney General, the five-county uh, five association consisting of Washington, Beaver, Garfield, Kane, and Iron Counties has taken seriously the directions provided by your offices. We have met the requested COVID-19 conditions for distancing, mask, focused care for the most vulnerable, and medical response. With cases less than 10 per day per 100,000 population, it is time to move our area to green status. School has been in session for almost four weeks with a positive case level of 0.00025% for a population of 40,000 students and staff. None of the cases contracted the virus at school. Large events have been held with no associated increase in cases. The hospital and four uh, for let's see, the hospital had COVID ICU had four counts that have been uh, minimal and consistently low. A steady stream of out-of-town visitors have increased traffic in our stores, restaurants, parks, and trails, with no noticeable increase in case or hospitalizations. The citizens have taken seriously their personal responsibility to mitigate the effects of the virus. Therefore, it is time to return con- uh, control of the COVID-19 response to the local health authorities. The Five County Association's Health Director, Dr. David Blodgett, has been correct in analysis and prediction while providing recommendations regarding processes for care. Anyway, it goes on and on and on. We uh, Basically, the letter is uh, saying two things. Number one, return us to, to the green level, the new normal level, if you will, which still isn't completely normal, but it's new normal. And the second part is uh, give control back to our health department. Our health department knows what they're doing. Dr. Blodgett is a brilliant man. Let him let him do his job. And uh, I love the letter. I think the letter is fantastic. Uh, Gil Onquist posted it on Facebook, said, I drafted and delivered with approval and support of the entire Washington County Commission a letter to Governor Herbert requesting we be moved to green status. It is time. A lot of the rest of the state has been returned to the green status. Not a lot. A percentage of the state. Usually uh, counties with low population and therefore low COVID-19 numbers. But, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, we asked once, what was it, six weeks ago, we asked to go to green, and they said no. So I'm curious to see, now that uh, we've got the holiday out of the way, what what will be the end result of this letter? Let's go back to the phone lines. Caller, you're on with Andy this morning. How are you? Good morning. Morning. Thank you for calling. Well, so I'm assuming that new normal means that this is how it's going to be the rest of our lives? That's kind of the implication, isn't it? Well, when I hear them say new normal, that's what I think. Mm -hmm. So adding just a little more control, get you just a little more under the thumb, control you just a little bit more, just a little other thing to put out there that if you don't agree with it, they can crush you or maybe, mm, I don't know, shut down your bank accounts. Because we have noticed, well, at least I have, that we're getting pushed more and more into a cashless society. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we don't. There's no change available. Sorry, you're gonna to have to have exact change, or you pay with a credit card. That's all over the place right now. Yeah. So, is this really truly a pandemic, or is it a politidemic? <laughs> there's a new word. I like it. Well, I, to me, that's what it seems like. It is. Um, I, oh, was it Rahm Emanuel? I, I know I've said this before, but never let a good crisis go to waste. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's and I'm I'm interpreting this new normal as just that. By the way, the green, if we go to green, the green is uh let's see, still social distancing, still getting tested, recovering at homes, uh let's see, uh, still 
uh, quarantine, when you come across a case, et cetera, et cetera. So it's slightly better than yellow, but not a whole lot different. And that's the new normal. That's the new normal. That's what they're calling it. (laughs) I want everybody out there in the listening audience to think long and hard about those words and think what that means for you for the rest of your life. Yeah, the rest of your life. Mm. Because that's what new normal means. Well, and, and who who's behind that then? Are, are we talking about the governor of, of the state? Are we talking about the feds? Are, I mean, you know, I, I want to know, you're talking about being controlled, and I think you're right. I think we're being controlled, but, but who? Is, who's, who's, got the, who's got the strings on the puppet? Well, considering how big, far, wide, and deep the bureaucracy is, it could be anywhere and everywhere. Because look around. Look at all of the bureaucrats, elected and unelected, that just drool over power, that salivate over more control. And if you don't believe that, just listen to Joe Biden, Democrat presidential candidate. Holy cow. He's basically come out and said, yeah. I'll ma- you're, you're going to mask up. You will mask up. And I will shut this economy back down. And will take away your guns. And will take away your cars and your airplanes. I mean, you know, the, it, it gets really, really bad after a little while with Joe. Yeah. And I don't know. The last time I, I looked into that, that's called tyranny. Mm-hmm. Democrats call it freedom. They throw a little carrot out there. We'll give you free health care. Everyone gets free health care. Oh, well, the last time I checked, if it's coming from the government, it isn't free. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you don't work and you don't pay taxes, yeah, it's free. But for somebody like me, you're welcome because I'm paying for it. So are you, Andy, and everybody else that has a job. You're right about that. Business. You're right about that. So, All right. and one last quick note, and then sure. I'll get off the phone. I saw a sign. It's an anti-Trump sign, and it said... I took Donald Trump's place in Vietnam. Hmm. Obviously a Democrat that's got this sign up. Um, If you happen to be listening and you own that sign, uh, maybe you took Bill Clinton's place. Ooh, yeah. Because Donald Trump did it the legal way and got a legal deferment. Can't say the same thing about your little hero, Bill Clinton. Nope. Nope. Good point. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Have a good day. All right. Talk to you later. It's 928 on News Radio 949 890 KDXU. Uh, again, that letter to the governor, I feel, I feel good about it. Uh, I just I have a feeling it's going to fall on deaf ears. You, you know what I'm saying? I, I just don't see it being uh, uh, approved. I, I, I mean, they just, and, and it's not about the numbers anymore. And that's, and that's kind of, you know, Gil and, and Vic and Dean, they appealed to the logical sense of the, to the governor's office, you know, Spencer Cox and, and, and Gary Herbert said, look, logically, we shouldn't be the same as you guys anymore. Logically, the numbers don't back up us being under severe restrictions anymore. Logically, we should be at the very least green or new normal. And then that that's where they've made the mistake. They're, they're appealing to the logic. And this whole thing is completely 100% illogical. It really is.
Welcome back to the program. Happy Tuesday to you. I think I'm going to be like you. I'm going to think it's Monday all day long. Everything, all the papers I fill on stuff, I'm going to put Mondays in uh, Tuesday and have to scratch it out and stuff. I'll try not to make too big of a mess. It's 934 on KDXU. Thanks for joining me on the Andy Griffin Show. I've got uh, Amanda Balanth on the line with me. Uh, Amanda and I were both of the spectrum back in the mid-90s. She was the features editor. I was the sports editor. Amanda now puts out the Dameron Valley Voice. I think that's what it's called. Yes. Yeah. How are you doing, Amanda? I'm doing great. Life is good. This weather, like you just were mentioning, absolutely wonderful. This is what we all come to Southern Utah for. Absolutely. Now, you are a journalist, a writer. You are also an educator. You do a little teaching. Uh, I mean, obviously, these are uh, careers that don't pay a lot of money, but they're pretty fulfilling, would you say? Oh, definitely. That would be why I've chosen them. Uh, you know, we we all have our choice in which direction we would like to go, and I've made a few, I suppose. <laughs> Amanda, I don't know if you remember this. Remember that that Kenny Rogers Roasters used to be across the street from the Spectrum back in the day, and oh, that was that was delicious. You, yes, you and I got put on a, on a committee together, and I have no idea what it was about. It was something at work, some kind of committee uh, to make something better. You know how those things are, but uh, oh yeah. And there yeah. was there was supposed to be a third person on our little team, and uh, we arranged to have lunch over at the Kenny Rogers Roasters, and the third person didn't show up, and so you and I had this weird little awkward. Uh, almost like a date, but not really over at Kenny Rogers. Do you remember that? I I remember a few awkward um, moments as a as a reporter. You you get put with you know you get assigned to to well one in particular was Richard Paul Evans. He and I had dinner together, and it was fabulous. And I I was able to help him with his you know a write up for his his first book. Um, Christmas boxes, I think. Yeah. And um, yeah, and uh, but as a journalist, you you that's part of it. You're put in awkward situations so that you can <laughs> report about it, and other people don't have to be in those awkward situations. That's why they pay us the big bucks, right? That's right. That's right. Richard Paul yeah. Evans. I've had him on the show a couple of times. Really delightful guy. Enjoyed talking with him. Yeah, he is wonderful. He's a he's he's done a lot. He's done a lot of good. Speaking of doing good. Yeah. Now, let's talk about doing good. First of all, uh, you had a chance to go up north this weekend, and everybody knows mm-hmm. up, up up north when you're talking about St. George, we're talking about the Salt Lake area, and yeah. att- attend yeah. a rally. Tell us a little bit about what this rally was, what it was about, and, and how you decided to become a part of it. So, um, a long time ago, six months. <laughs> <laughs> that seems, seems like years thing, ago, doesn't it? A little thing started happening yeah. called coronavirus. COVID-19, Chinese virus, whatever we're calling it. Um, and uh, with it was, you know, all the shutdowns, the lockdowns, the uh, not being able to live life as we normally have mm-hmm. uh, for good reason. It's a dangerous virus, and there have been people who've, who've passed away from it, and it's tragic. Um, the rally this weekend was in an effort to... Uh, increase the likelihood of eliminating what happened with this mask mandate um, that happened quite a bit after the initial, uh, you know, the initial shock of having to shut everything down. Mm-hmm. So with with the mask mandate, uh, 
came a lot of anguish and pain, and um, people have been suffering for, most people don't want to wear the mask. Anybody you ask is like, no, I don't like it, but we're doing it, you know, for whatever reason. Um, Well, when the mask mandate was, um, you know, put down on us, we we became a a different type of society. And uh, this rally, this rally was in an effort to eliminate that mask mandate, which um, for some people, they would think that's a horrible thing to do. Um, But for the 400 of us who, or so, who gathered up at the Utah State Capitol, um, it was a very invigorating um, uh, discussion of liberties. Um, There are some uh, definite lawsuits that are, that are heading towards the governor and that already have headed towards the governor for his, um, you know, his clamping down on, on us as a, as a state. Um, many other states, of course, have, have instituted a mask mandate. But the rally um, was specifically to uh, pointed to the children and the, the fact that children are being required to wear a mask up to eight hours a day um, as they're in a situation logistically, data-wise, that they would not most likely, very rare, would they even have symptoms uh, in during, you know, during uh, if they were to catch coronavirus. Um, So the rally was uh, in in an effort to stop that, to stop the mask mandate, to to be a visible, vocal um, force for eliminating it um now it was it was it was very well attended including counter protesters oh really the police were called hmm. mm-hmm. yep the police were called it was a little bit nerve-wracking there was a you know it wasn't it wasn't anything nobody got hurt there wasn't any you know Molotov cocktails thrown or anything <laughs> like that it was yeah. just uh, but, you know, there was a guy with a megaphone who interrupted everything and then people kind of standing out in the outskirts. And it was a little nerve-wracking. But let me tell you, the last the last part of it was a prayer. And all these rallies, Eric Mutzos is who is in charge of, of getting – there have been about six rallies mm-hmm. that he's, um, he's started. I don't know if he's coming on the show, too. But he has been he in has the past, been. yeah. Very good. Um, uh, good guy. Uh, has a uh, he's he's he feels he feels very strongly about all of the eliminating of the shutdown, eliminating of the mask mandates, and um, so the last part of the rally was a prayer, and uh, this is quite frequent at these rallies, and um, not just by an LDS person who's saying it, but there's been a variety of, of um, religions represented. Um, the, man, the, the man who was saying the prayer said, if you'd like to kneel down, you can. The entire group knelt down. Mm. Um, the, prayer of, the prayer, of course, was very moving. Um, and right after, it was either right after or right before the prayer, when they told us that there, there were people out there in the parking lot um, who were causing some trouble. So be careful as you leave. And it was, you know, 
night. So, uh, but during the prayer, it was it was it was silent. It it was absolutely silent, other than the voice of the pray, prayer sayer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that that is where this movement is now headed. There's really nothing else. Um, the people who want the mask mandate to be removed really nowhere else to go other than the governor because you know the buck stops there. Right. But he did. He did go to a a very. Um, it looked like a really fun time. He got to he got to have a little party this weekend um, with a bunch of his um, um, comrades or wh- whatever you'd like to call them, um, where they had uh, they had groups singing and lots of fun. Twenty five twenty five hundred dollar plate to get in. No masks. You said no social distancing. You said group singing yes. and no masks. Yep, there was a there was a group singing. The governor was on stage singing with them. No mask. Mm. There are pictures posted all but over the internet. If isn't, you isn't that supposed to be a no 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 according to him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, so so what what it feels like is we've it feels like we've got you know a ruler who is. Um, treating us a little bit like peasants. <laughs> when you see something like that, it, yeah. it, it really kind of feels that way. Now, um, you know, we're, we're law-abiding citizens. Um, I wear a mask as I educate. Um, and as long as that is a mandate, I will. I need to feed my family. Right. So, I, you know, I, I, I do, but I do not in other places. I am these 400 people, there were a few people with masks on. Nobody was shamed into thinking that they shouldn't be wearing one. There are definite reasons to wear a mask. Um, however, there are definite reasons to not wear a mask. A lot of them. A lot of them. Amanda, let me do this. Let me yeah. take a, a quick commercial break. You, you okay to hang around a little longer? Yeah, yeah. Oh, great. Awesome. It's uh, 944 on KDXU. I'm with Amanda Ballow. She was at the Trash the Mask rally in Salt Lake this past few days. And uh, we're going to learn some more uh, from her and talk a little bit about uh, whether the rally was effective uh, and uh, and some other things. And, and uh, I'm, I'm more, I want to find out more about these counter-protests. I, I see counter-protesters when, when it comes to BLM and things like that, but counter-protesters against the Trash the Mask rally, I I don't quite understand that. We'll, we'll get into that when we come back. Uh, real quick, let me uh, thank Joe Shoney, a show sponsor for a long time, longer than I have been on this show. And Joe uh, puts his reputation out there. He says, go ahead and rate me online, please. I want to know about your reviews. 425 of them later, he averages an astonishing 4.92 out of 5 stars. Uh, the last couple, David and St. George says, best lender I know. This is Gary in Las Vegas. Said Joe makes himself available day and night to answer questions. He also is a straight shooter, and you know he has my best interest in mind. One more, Tyler says, very professionally and fi- very prof- professional and finished everything on it before the deadline. That's uh, Tyler from Orem. Those are just three of many, many, many five-star reviews for Joe Shoney, Loan Consultant. Give him a call today, 435-590-6300. If customer service is important to you, call him or email joe.shoney at nafinc.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back, 947 on Monday. I'm just kidding. It's Tuesday. It feels like a Monday, though. 
947 on a Tuesday morning. Amanda Balloff, a local journalist, is with me on the air. Hi, Amanda. Hi. Thanks again for, for coming on today. Um, she was at the Trash the Mask rally in Salt Lake. Sounded like it was pretty peaceful. But you mentioned counter-protesters. Protest, and I was like, wait, counter-protesters? So these are people that really, really want you to wear a mask? Is that is that what their message was? Well, no. So mainly it was kind of, you couldn't really tell what their message was. <laughs> Quite frankly, it was a lot of just garbled, almost almost as if they didn't really know what they were doing there. Um, now, we, there were a few Trump flags there. Uh, rally Rallyers brought their American flags and their Trump flags. So that may have been what kind of spurred that counter um, population to to form under the trees towards the south of the Capitol. Um, however, the police officers in Salt Lake were there very quickly. And I want to just a shout out to our police officers. Um, they are our defense between good and evil, you know, I mean, they're, they are, they are in many cases, our last defense. And, um, you know, depending on who you are and what you believe in as far as the second amendment goes. Um, but, uh, mainly I think they thought we were an anti BLM, uh, uh, probably, I don't think they really knew. (laughs) Um, now when you said trash the mask, um, uh, it was trash the mask uh, to begin with, and about a week before the rally, the organizers decided to um, to make that more of a secondary oh, okay. name for the rally. The main name for the rally was Choice for Children, hmm. um, and it, it was geared to um, the education system and the mask mandates that are from college-age kids to kindergartners or preschool i i don't i I, three three is i think when that's the mandate is says that they need to start wearing the mask when they're three as at three years old uh so we had a choice for children theme um now i say we but i didn't organize the rally i went and i participated and i have been you know vocal in my in my uh, opinion about it um, but we had we had speakers um, speak to us from BYU, uh, a senior at BYU who uh, cannot wear a mask. And whether you believe it, that somebody cannot or won't, will not or won't, it really is immaterial at this point because everyone has an individual right. Well, she she has been re- they've refused to allow her to go to class, and she has one semester left, so she has to put it off until the mask mandate is over. Wow. Now, um, the the counter-protesters were loud for a few minutes during her, it was a high school high school girl who was, te- who was talking, and that's when they, they were the noisiest. And after that, we heard some sirens, and there wasn't any more. But they warned us about walking back to our cars. So it really, I think the police officers will, were able to take care of it. And so, you know, it's, yeah. yeah, it was good. I mean, we've seen these riots and these demonstrators on, you know, 
on the internet just get coming up into the faces of people and throwing things at them and drinking their drinks and as they're sitting in restaurants and it's it is quite disconcerting and scary um i wasn't i wasn't scared at all up there i i was you know with a few hundred of my favorite people and um many carrying so uh, you you just feel a little safer when you know that you've got friends who who are able to defend you <laughs> let, let me uh, yeah I, I agree let, let me uh, give you a, a little anecdote of uh, uh, kind of what you're talking yeah. about with the masks i have a daughter she's a junior in high school and uh, of course has to wear a mask to go to school and and she does so mm-hmm. i wouldn't say gladly but willingly because she wants to go to school she really wants that experience oh, yeah. and uh sure after school, three days, well, no, two days a week, the, the other day she works is on Saturday, she goes to work, and she works for anywhere from four to six hours, sometimes seven With even. With a mask on. And her employer requires her to wear a mask. Well, she came home the other day, I think this was last Thursday, and she was just really, you know, teenagers get sometimes really moody, crabby, grumpy, mean. and, and uh, Definitely. And, and when they get that way to their mom, Usually guys like me, dad, will go, hey, wait a minute, you can't treat my wife. Yeah, you try to fix it. Yeah, Yeah. get my hackles up. And (laughs) and after we had a little bit of a confrontation and she went off to her room unhappy and maybe even slammed the door, Mm -hmm. uh, I got got to thinking, you know, this this young lady uh, from, I don't know, 7.30 in the morning until 9.30 Mm -hmm. at night was required by the people that are in authority over her to wear a mask. And yeah. I thought to myself, who am I as a dad to get in her face and get after her for being a little crabby yeah, considering right what they just crabby. did to her? Yeah. Yeah. Slam that door. Get it out, girlfriend. I mean, <laughs> it, that that's hard. It's hard. And I, I have a son in high school as well. Um, he's just, he, you know, <laughs> that's the age, right, yeah. of, of crabbiness, I remember. Um, now, you know, the, the lack, you know, there's the idea of the lack of oxygen. There's, you know, they have, there are all kinds of, um, thoughts about what, what bad things a mask can do for your respiratory system or, or whatever. Um, all of that aside, let's just think about individuals and the, the choice, the choice that we have to cover our body, to not cover our body, uh, to muzzle our, our mouth, to not muzzle our mouth. Um, you know, it wasn't always a mandate. At the height of this um, pandemic, it was not a mandate. And then all of a sudden it was, as soon as it seemed like as soon as the numbers were going down. Um, but I, I was able to finally get some numbers from the health department last night. I've been, I've been uh, you know, trying to pull it out of them how mm-hmm. many people in the five county area have died solely from covid with no other comorbidities they finally gave me a number andy last night oh here it comes and i it shocked me it absolutely i mean i thought it would be low but i did not count on it being that low it's an estimate and so so they gave me a, a, a little you know ballpark there but you want to make a guess uh, I'm in not the five g- I, county area. I'm I'm not going to get. Well, I I mean. Okay. I'm not going to well, guess. I'm going to let you reveal it. Yeah. <laughs> it is zero to four. Really. Zero 
to four. They don't, they, it's in between there. That's how many people have died from just having the virus. That, that was the only reason they can see that they died. No, no, no comorbidities no. with it. No, no I, heart I have a, disease I have or a, diabetes. I have a friend, Amanda, who says, well, they, they, you, you guys are dismissing that as if, you know, that having comorbidities uh, shouldn't count. But the, it does. It, it did does contribute count, to them sure. dying. So I, I will make the case. Yes. Definitely. OK. That, you know, that maybe they died faster yeah. or yeah. or they weren't going to die anytime soon. But still. Sure. And maybe number, they got something because of the covid. Sure. Right, right. But the number being so low, you know, that to me, that is an indication uh, that this is. It's it's a dangerous virus, but uh, is this a joke? Is there, this is this real? There was a you number. Know, it, it just there was a number the other day, Amanda, that four hundred and sixty five businesses in the state of Utah have closed their doors and will not open again because of COVID nineteen. Exactly. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's mind boggling well, that we did the stores. Yeah, we and you know uh, suicide rates are up. Um, depression is up uh it's it's caused a lot of a lot of issues and you know we we're all in this together quote unquote um yes we are um however there's some of us who um aren't really thrilled about this mask mandate um aren't you know the 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 department of health um and i can send you the the uh, text that i got from them um, said that uh, the green phase is very likely this week. Oh, it's so. very likely to go into the green phase this week. Um, also, uh, I asked them, well, what about the mask mandate? And they said, well, that's up to the governor. And all I could think about was, well, he had a really nice party this weekend mm-hmm. without a mask on and hanging out with some of his you know, closest comrades. And I, I, I don't know. We're, we're, we're in uncharted territory with this whole thing. And I understand that. And we're all going to make mistakes. Um, but we really ought to err on the, on the side of individual freedom yeah. and liberty. That's what our country is built on. And um, so that's, that's my reason for, you know, standing mm-hmm. against the mask mandate. I, say, I wear a mask when I educate. I will say I this. wear a mask when I go to the when I go to the doctor. Yeah. Um, but I I I think that it needs to be a choice, not a mandate. I so. I went to a high school football game on Friday night, and man, as you know, I I do that on the radio, and mm-hmm. and uh, in that crowd, a pretty big uh, home crowd, uh, no masks. Uh, student section, everybody was bunched together. I mean, there was no social distancing. And you can make your your own judgment, folks, out there on sure. how you feel about this. But these kids were so happy to be together. And they didn't stop the oh, game. Yeah. They didn't make people move. They didn't make them put masks you on. Know, they just let the game happen. Exactly. I As we were coming back from, from Salt Lake, we came back really late, right after the rally. Uh, we st- had to stop at a couple of places. And there were just joyous teenagers like at Culver's up in um, where it was a Spanish Fork. Uh, I mean, they were having so much fun together. We've had so many rallies uh, with no rise. They're, they really have not been able to tie these, mm-hmm. all of these rallies to an increase 
And I find that interesting and very, you know, the the researcher in me wants to find out why. Thus, that's that's why I've been hounding the health department for yeah, the last couple of yeah, weeks. I love it. Amanda, but, Amanda, um, you know, you... I finally got those were got those numbers, and it just was staggeringly low. Yeah, Amanda, yeah, very we've, low. We've used up our time. Thank you so much for coming hey, on. Yeah, Always I... a voice of reason, and let freedom ring. That's all I have to say. Right. I. Yep, I agree. And let's let's be safe out there, but but let's have our individual freedoms intact. We we are nothing as a country without those. Thank you, Amanda. Amanda Balif again on the Andy Griffin Show. I'll be back tomorrow with Washington County Schools.